Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. March is celebrated as Women's History Month, recognizing the vital role of women in our country's history. And joining us now for an exclusive interview is someone who is a true female trailblazer, New York's first female governor, Kathy Hochul. Governor Hochul, so great to have you with us. Thank you, Reed. I really appreciate uh, you having me on your show, especially during Women's History Month. Absolutely. You know, what does it mean to you personally to have been New York State's first female governor? That's a very big deal. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that. And I've always thought about it in one way. It's not about making history. It's about making a difference. And while I'm in this position, I hope to leave a legacy of accomplishment and leading a very different way, but a just as impactful way. So forevermore, the doors will be open to other women. I want to make sure that people can actually see a woman govern with strength, but also heart and compassion, and to lead a place that many people for a long time have thought could only be governed by a place, a place like this by a man. But after I'm done, hopefully people say, no, nope, women can do it. They do it well. And uh, other women, in the, you know, born and unborn, uh, will still be able to, in the future, be able to know that there's no barriers to whatever they want to achieve, including governing the most uh, fascinating place in their country, that is the state of New York. Absolutely. Tell me about the importance of recognizing women's accomplishments throughout history. What does it mean, too, and why is this so pivotal? It's really an important time, and I do this throughout the year, but especially this month, to share the stories of the people who came before us, because New York State has that amazing distinction of being the birthplace of the women's rights movement. I look back and think about the women who gathered at places like Seneca Falls, far back as 1848 when the very first Women's Rights Convention was held and the the courage that they had to go against the tides of their time and stand up against, you know, the voices of their community and their husbands many times and their churches. And they had such a desire to help make lives of women better, give them rights that that were denied them for too long. And even the, the audacity of having the idea that women should have a right to vote it took a long time, and I think that's also a lesson to know that these were hard-fought gains that took place over you know, a couple of centuries. 1848 is when the movement started, and that women have really been through a lot through history. And I look back at people like Susan B. Anthony and Sojourner Truth and celebrate their work. I have uh, memorabilia from both of them in my office, a, a statue of Sojourner Truth right near my desk that I used for inspiration as well as Look at a gavel that was used by Susan B. Anthony at a convention, a women's rights convention. Uh, So many women from the past, and they gave us the future we have today. But it also reminds me, we have a responsibility to future generations to take the torch that was passed to us by these brave women of the past and make it glow even brighter while we have it, make women's rights uh, go even further uh, toward true equality and to pass it on to the next generation. So that's what this month means to me. It's very significant. 
And Governor Kathy Hochul, what are your thoughts also about Katanji Brown-Jackson, a Supreme Court nominee? She would be the first African-American woman to the high court should she get confirmed. She is a woman of great accomplishment, but also an inspiration to women going forward and young girls who will see someone like her to know that a black woman could preside on the most significant in the most significant place of uh, judgment in our in our country and that is Supreme Court of the United States and when they see her up there they will know that the women have accomplished and have been able to be elevated to every every position of importance in this country and so it's a, it's a huge point of pride uh, something that is going to be out there going forward where people can say yes this young woman a woman of color of great uh, intellect and and integrity and accomplishment is able to be a Supreme Court judge. So once again, it's about allowing other people, young young women in particular, to see women during their own lifetime to be able to achieve what had not been done before. You know, Hillary Clinton formally endorsed you at the Democratic Convention. Um, Speaking of a a well-known woman, do you think we'll see her run for president? What are your thoughts? Do you think uh, that's around the corner? I don't know, but I certainly have supported her in the past. But I will also say that to have someone like that, even in my own lifetime, who I still look to as someone who had to endure you know, tremendous uh, you know, adversity, a lot of criticism in, in the political world, which is you know, very common for particularly women. It's, it's still a place where you know, one of those male-dominated fields where it's still a lot of doors to be opened. And I saw that when I was running for my first office 25 years ago. I was the only woman on a town board. I was the only woman who had served in countywide office at the time I served. When I went to Congress, only 20% women. And for a time, I was the uh, the only woman in state government. I'm so proud to have uh, Attorney General Tish James. So now 50% of state office holders are women. So again, we're making, breaking, making progress. But Hillary Clinton, uh, another New Yorker, very proud of what she has done. But also, people can look to her and say, this is how you do it. You run with integrity. You run with class. And you have to withstand a lot of slings and arrows, but uh, the pursuit of public service is still certainly worth the, uh, the efforts. Do you hope she runs? Uh, I will support her. I really am a big supporter of hers, but I have no idea what she's going to do. And I'm also uh, you know, proud to be the leader of not just the state government, also you know, the party in the state of New York. And I'm going to continue elevating the stories of other Democrats and their accomplishments. I'm working on our state budget right now uh, with individuals who also believe we can do so much to help people through these tough times. We just came through a, a horrific two-year experience, the pandemic, which has still left a lot of people reeling and not, you know, still not having the jobs that they once had and some facing eviction and dealing, people dealing with inflation right now and the high cost of gas. So we have a lot of challenges, and I'm really proud to be in a position to be able to address those very real concerns and issues affecting New Yorkers. And again, the budget's going to be a statement of our priorities, and people will know who we're fighting for And that's what we do as Democrats, but also, most importantly, as New Yorkers. Yeah. And you have been, I know, so, so busy with all of that. And and Governor Hochul, one of the other things, too, you know, you have uh, just recently passed. and I thought it was really powerful. You signed the 30 by 30 pledge, um, increasing representation of women in state police ranks. Tell us about why that was important. And that sends a powerful message to do again on Women's History Month. Yes, uh, for since I've been was lieutenant governor for over seven, half, three, eight years, 
I've always participated in the graduations of our state police academy. Very proud of the hard work and the sacrifice they go through to be able to be out there literally on the streets and in our highways and areas of uh, you know, where they can be serviced to New Yorkers. So I've always attended those. But I've always been struck by the fact that there's so few women in the audience. This year, I recall, we had over 200 individuals in the academy, and I think maybe 37 were women. So we still have a long way to go, but they, they are just incredible what they have to overcome to get there in the first place, the stamina they have to exude. But I also know we, we can do this, and we need to send women out there and encourage more women to want to be part of academies, police academies all over, because they're, they're an important part of representing who we are, our values, to be able to respond to people in their greatest time of need, which is what police officers are often called to do. Our, certainly our state police have to do that. But to only have such a small number of women in this day and age, I said, no, we have to do better than this. So I did put forth a challenge. I want to have 30% of our police force, our state police force, be women by the year 2030. But I'm actually really trying hard to break that even before then. So uh, that's one of my one of my uh, uh, goals to have as far as elevating women in the state of New York. Even my own administration, I have made sure that women have a very important place in the seats of you know, in, uh, great influence. The head of economic development for the state is a woman. The person who oversees Wall Street, our Department of Financial Services superintendent, is a strong woman, a woman of color. Uh, we also, I have about 25 uh, major positions in our administration that are occupied by women. So again, these are true public servants. I've asked them to you know, be out there in all their respective positions, fighting for New Yorkers every single day, and I'm really proud of what they're accomplishing, even in the short seven months I've been governor. Yeah, that's right. It has only been a short bit of time, but you really hit the ground running, Governor Hochul. And, you know, you, of course, took over from Andrew Cuomo. And I want to get your thoughts, because you have been such a champion, of course, uh, against fighting against um, sexual assault, sexual harassment. I know when you were lieutenant governor, you championed the enough is enough law to prevent sexual assault on college campuses. Um, Also such a fighter for women. And I think um, it was so pivotal to have you become the first female governor and to have a female governor of New York after Andrew Cuomo. How emotional was that for you to take over after him? Because he was accused by so many women, many women, of sexual harassment. Well, I was a lieutenant governor for a number of years. I knew that, that it, you know, one of my responsibilities was to be prepared, and that's why when I ascended to this position, I felt very confident that I have the lifetime of public service and the ability from being lieutenant governor all the way back to my other positions, as well as someone who's been engaged in uh, causes my entire life, and I, I knew I could handle this. And so uh, emotional for a couple seconds to say this is quite incredible to be able to be elevated to such a high position, a, a position of great trust, a position where people look to you for leadership. But I also felt all along that I, I can handle this, and I, and I feel very comfortable in this role. And I also worked hard to create a different culture, a culture where women felt valued, they felt respected. And that is something I'm working to do every single day so they know that the state of New York and every workplace is free of harassment and to ensure that people feel that they are uh, lifted in their positions because of their results and certainly not because of anything else. Was that hard to erase that sort of, you know, I guess the the stain that came with so many of the allegations of Andrew Cuomo? Um, How important was that for you to send that message? And I know even just recently, um, fittingly, 
Just, uh, gosh, about two weeks ago, you signed bills that address sexual harassment in the workplace, a very powerful message. I knew I'd be in a position to send a different message and to have a completely different tone toward my role as governor and to, you know, not just by walking in the door as a woman, but also to make dramatic changes you know, when there are allegations of harassment that it's not handled by the same people who might be aware of what's going on, that it's handled by outside attorneys now. Make sure that our harassment training is not just done by a few individuals, but by everyone in state government and done in person. So you don't get the situation where people uh, check the box by clicking through their annual training. So, and also setting up a different, uh, a whole different culture. And that, that's just the beginning. We have ideas also dealing with ethics overall in our, in our budget. We're working hard to just really persuade and, and, and show New Yorkers that it is a, do, a new era for New York. And I'm very proud of that. And uh, Governor Hochul, um, my last question to you, um, what I think is amazing, you have also, you joined um, your mom and your aunt, I was reading, in establishing a transitional home for victims of domestic violence. You've had a lot of, obviously, amazing female role models, given that it is Women's History Month. You mentioned Susan B. Anthony, but who have been some of the, um, the modern day role models for you? And what's your message to women out there? Well, politically, I used to, you know, I was a young girl growing up in Buffalo and very involved in many causes that, uh, you know, my parents believed in. And I was supportive of people. I remember I was young, but remember when Shirley Chisholm ran for president even, I saw how courageous it took a woman of color from New York to be able to do something like that. But at a personal level, uh, the most influential person in my life was my mother, who endured great hardship as a young girl, uh, a child of of parents that uh, there was abuse in the home, emotional abuse. The father who walked out left my mother living in very dire circumstances with with her then single mom. So I I saw how she rose up from that and wanted to channel her own life experiences to be a way to help others, which is why even back in the 70s, she became an advocate for victims of domestic violence. She testified at assembly hearings to get the laws changed to protect women from abusive spouses. And then ultimately, when she was 70 years old, we worked to put together a home for victims of domestic violence because many women need to leave the environment they're in. It's abusive. And they and their children need a place to heal. And that's what we created. And so that that has been a lifelong influence on me, the activism of my parents, but also seeing how uh, we could live by my mother's, the bumper sticker that was, or not the, the sticker that was on our refrigerator, which said, go into the world and do well, but more importantly, go into the world and do good. And that is what my mother left with me. That is what we lived as uh, children growing up in her household. That is what I've done as an adult. And to this day, that is uh, enshrined on her headstone when we visit her after I lost her a number of years ago. So that is seared in who I am as a person, that we have a responsibility to do good for other people. And my mother was the greatest influence who imparted that to me. Wow, what a beautiful message. And I'm sure your mother is just smiling down from heaven right now, seeing that her daughter uh, became New York's first female governor. Pleasure to have you here and a privilege to have you here to talk about women's issues and the importance of women and uh, to have a fighter like you in New York and in the country. Thank you so much, Governor Kathy Hochul. Great to have you here. Thank you, Rita. Appreciate the opportunity. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.